Looking up, Abraham saw three men standing nearby. Looking up. If there is an iconic pose for our new generation living in the 21st century, it's this. Looking down, glued to our screens. This is actually a tremendously big problem, and I confess I have it as well. Thanks be to God, these iPhones keep track of how much screen time that you actually have. And it's a reminder every week as it shows me that it continues to increase. It's like, you've wasted this much of your life looking at a screen. It cuts me to the heart. This is why it's such a big problem. Because life doesn't happen down here. Life happens all around us. The evil one is so good at what he does. His primary tactic isn't necessarily always to have us do bad things. It's just to have us constantly distracted so that we can't be focused on the most important thing. What is the most important thing? The fact that Jesus is loving us and communicating to us all the time. All the time. Do we believe that Jesus is always always speaking. Do we believe that in this moment, right now, he is laboring to love us? Do we believe that Jesus is right here in front of us as the three men that appeared in front of Abraham were in front of him? Jesus is right in front of us and he is communicating himself to us. I heard recently, and I was really convicted by this too, in an age where we've lost the sense of mission and purpose, the entertainment industry is going ballistic, right? We are trying to entertain ourselves all the way through our life, which is to say we're trying to distract ourselves because it's really uncomfortable when we have not only auditory silence, but also visual silence. When we're not constantly being stimulated, stuff starts coming up from within us that we might not want to confront. The evil one has distracted us. And we might not be aware of the, some of the stuff going on underneath because we've been distracted. Just as we might not be aware of the more important thing, which is Jesus' love and mercy, because we've distracted ourselves. And we will distract ourselves to spiritual death all the way to our natural death. If we are not incredibly careful, we have never in all of humanity had a device that is so powerful at grabbing our attention. And there are companies that spend millions, if not billions of dollars trying to get our attention. This is the whole focus. Meanwhile, there's there's this small whispering voice always speaking to us. Don't listen to that voice. Listen to what I'm saying. Don't go down that road. It doesn't lead to life. Listen to my voice. This is the narrow road that leads to life. When we read that gospel of Martha and Mary, most of us are offended, especially those of us that are doers. It's like, Jesus, give Martha a break. She was just trying to help the situation. Why do you castigate her and reward the person who's not doing diddly squat? Because it's not 
that she is doing a bunch of stuff. It's the fact that she's distracted and not aware of who is in her midst. It is very possible, and in fact, we are called in the midst of our activity to be recollected and to be attentive to the fact that Jesus is with us as we do the activity. Mary, sitting at Jesus' feet, being attentive to him, is the attitude that we're called to have as we do the Martha kind of things of everyday living. But that's really, really hard. What would, it, what would our life look like if we really believed, A, that Jesus is always speaking to us, always loving us, and B, that we actually gave Jesus space, silence, and actually listened to him, and actually asked him questions, Jesus, what do you want me to do here? What are you calling me to do? I was so convicted. Uh, there was a priest that came in to Kansas City a few days ago to help with this um, four-night summer intensive spiritual kind of retreat exercise thing. And he came, and he is one of the most free people I've ever met. He's also one of the most in tune with the Holy Spirit people I've ever met. He's always listening, and he's always asking Jesus, what do you want me to do? Jesus, what do you want me to say? He shared a lot of amazing, beautiful stories. But one of them, and this is every day of his life, multiple times a day, he's going into the store and he said, Jesus, who do you want me to reach out to? Who do you want me to, who do you want me to talk to? And he had an image come to a, his mind of a woman of a certain height with a s- certain color hair of a certain length. He went in the store and kept his eye out if he happened to run into someone that kind of met this description that came to his mind. And at the checkout, there was a woman, not exactly how he pictured, but pretty darn close. Before he, before he even walked into the store, he said, Jesus, what do, you want me to, what do you want me to tell her if I find her? And he said, I want you to tell her that I'm, I want to reconcile her relationship with her daughter. That's a, that's a pretty clear message, isn't it? But again, he has refined his ability to hear the Lord's voice in every moment. And he comes up to her and he says, Hey, um, I was just asking, I believe that God kind of speaks, and I think he's asking me to talk to you. And this, kinda, this is going to sound really strange, but do you have a daughter? She said, No, I don't. He's like, Oh, well, shoot. <laughs> I guess I messed that one. And then he's like, well, you know, I was just talking to God and um, I, I think there, there, I, I thought I had a message for you, but I, I, I must have been mistaken. She's like, wait, I did have a daughter, but I, I, I ended her life. And he leans in and he says, what God told me to tell you is that he wants to reconcile your relationship with your daughter. And of course, she just melts. She breaks. The tears flow. Everyone behind him in line immediately go to find other cast registers, right? (laughs) And he said, I'm a Catholic priest, and I'm here to tell you that Jesus loves you, and he wants to help you. What an encounter. What an encounter. And this isn't an isolated event. Jesus wants to do this kind of thing through us all the time but we have yet to tune our hearts because at the very least we're glued to our screen and there is no way 
We're going to be able to hear his voice clearly if we're stuck to our screen. If nothing else, even if we disregard the Lord's voice, how many of us want to have the reality as we grow older that our children and our grandchildren saw us more looking at a screen than at their faces? Let God forbid that that be our fate as we look back at our legacy. So how concretely might we be able to live in such a way that we're able to be attentive to the Lord's voice? I have two proposals. Number one, unless we have times like Mary, we won't be able to serve like Martha in the right way. Unless we have times like Mary where we sit at the Lord's feet and do nothing but listen to him, there's no way we're going to be able to be attentive to him in the rest of the day. How many of us give ourselves the excuse, oh, I don't pray at specific times. I'm talking to God all the time throughout the day. That's awesome, but that relationship will be way better if you have exclusive time with him. It would be kind of like a husband or wife saying, oh yeah, I have a great relationship with my spouse. We send each other text messages all the time throughout the day. That's good. You need to do that. But you need to also have exclusive face-to-face time with them, right? And as Catholics, we actually can gaze upon Jesus face-to-face in adoration. So we need to have that 15 to 30 minutes outside of the rosary, outside of Mass, to be able to just be alone with him and to listen to him, especially in the Scriptures. Every word that you just heard tonight in the Scriptures is Jesus speaking to you and to me. The second proposal that I have is that we have to literally slow down. We have to literally slow down. You'll notice if you've been to at least a couple of Masses with me, that there are some awkwardly long moments of silence because we're not used to it. We have to have times of silence. We have to have pockets of just waiting in order to hear more clearly. We have to literally drive slower. We have to literally walk slower. We have to literally have less things on our calendar if we're going to be attentive in the moment that we're in. If we're constantly thinking, I'm already late, I have to go on to the next thing, we won't be able to hear his voice. And he's always speaking. So I'm just going to pray right now. And one more side note. There's a really awesome book. There's a book for everything, isn't there? This book is called The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. It's by a Christian pastor. I think he's in, or he might be in Portland. So pretty rough environment for Christian values. And he preaches boldly Christian values because he's deeply rooted and aware of the Lord's voice because he slows himself down. He has times of silent prayer and he lives Sabbath really well. I was really convicted by this book and it's been incredibly popular among many people. The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. You can't miss it. It's a bright orange book once you find it. That will be fruitful for you if you choose to lean into a more intentional, listening kind of lifestyle. So let me pray for all of us that we can be attentive to Jesus' presence right now. Especially as he comes to us in the Eucharist. Jesus. Jesus. Jesus, you are here and you are speaking. You are loving us. Jesus, tune our ears, tune our minds, tune our hearts to your presence, to your voice. 
Jesus, you said, my sheep hear my voice. Jesus, I repent of all the ways and times that I have not listened to you, that I have not given you space, that I have carried on distracted and busy. Jesus, I give you permission to come into my life and to slow me down so I can hear you. Jesus, I ask you to help me create space in my life every day so that I can hear your voice more clearly. Jesus, I want to be a vessel of your love and your mercy to people that are so desperate and hurting and longing to be loved by you. Jesus, come into me in this Eucharist. Give me your peace. I long for your peace. Jesus, give me your joy. Give me a heart, a mind, and my eyes that are always attentive to you, no matter where I am, no matter what I'm doing. Jesus, let me hear your voice.